What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Obsession. I'm Carl Bethke. And Mike Stadler. Thanks for listening today. We've got another question from you guys. Now, this one, Mike, we talk about percentages all the time, right? You know, when we're sitting on tree stands. Yes. The question is, what do you, be, what do you mean when you say percentage of chance, and how do you figure out the percentage for each sit? Okay. So, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't... <laughs> I would venture to say that this person was a mathematician. I can, I can give you two percentages right now. Yeah. You have a 0% chance if 0%. you are not in a stand somewhere. Correct. You have a 100% better chance if you are in a stand somewhere. You know what? That's a very good point. It's probably a horrible answer. It <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it well, it, I mean, it makes sense. but All right, let's talk about how... I figure a percentage. Okay, so number one, let's just say we'll start at zero. You got zero percent if you don't go like Mike said, right? So if I have a tree stand that I know I can get to because of wind direction, that's 50% right there. In and out without getting picked up, right? Because I have to get in and then get back out. To me, that's 25% each way. Okay, now we're going to talk about while you're in the stand. So are you going to a stand that you have no information on? So Mike, you're going to go just sit, I don't know, let's just say your main trail over here where the corner drops off, not too far off the bedding area and you think the wind is right. Are you going to go just sit there because the wind is right? Or are you going to go sit there because you have pictures on your cameras of a deer you want to shoot? Well, the pictures are nice. Yep. But I don't care that I have pictures on it. Right. Um, what if it's consistent? I mean, if it's consistent. That's different. Um, yeah, but but the thing is, too, is the wind right that I can get in the stand? Yeah. Is it only the morning I can get in it and I have pictures of him at night? Mm hmm. <laughs> is it only night I have pictures of him, but he's there in the morning? Right. Or I, I can only get in in the morning? I guess, you know. I'm not sitting it unless it's. It's got to. I got to be able to get in and out of it first of all. Mm -hmm. Whether or not he's there or not, like if I say the deer pictures are fifty yards away by another stand, but I can't get in that stand. Mm -hmm. But I can get in this one. Yep. Fifty yards up the ridge safely mm -hmm. in and out. I'm yep. going to sit that stand every time. Mm -hmm. And the percentage is going to be higher. The percentage is going to be higher because I'm not going to blow him out of there. Right. So you know, and I've taken some chances. Right. <laughs> I've taken a few chances. Few chances. It can work. Or yeah. It cannot work. But yeah, anything that works in your favor is just ups your percentage. I mean, your percentage anyway is low. It's right. low no matter what when you go out. You don't even, in my view, <clears throat> unless I've got pictures, say I'm hunting a certain deer, unless I have pictures of that animal right there, I don't even have a 50% chance on that animal as far as I'm concerned mm -hmm. when I walk in. So when I walk in there, I'm either walking in there to try and educate myself for a certain reason, right? I'm thinking, okay, I've had a mature deer come through here at this time of year before. I'm going to go sit here and kind of do a scouting mission. I can get in and out of this without educating them. Yep. So that's what I'm going to do. Yep. Sometimes I'll do that on purpose because, number one, I want to be in the woods. But number two, I can't get to where I think I can kill a certain deer I'm trying to chase. Yep. And you want to. 
I do. Just can't get in there. Yeah, I, that's a, don't ruin it and go in there. It's a lesson I've taught myself over the last few years that you're a lot better chance to stay out of there. But you say, if you can get somewhere and you can observe someplace that you think you want to get into, right. you know, and see what's going on, see where they're coming from, see where they're going, yep. you know, maybe you have a camera in there that you have to physically check, Yep. you know, and then you can set a plan either check that on the way in or check that on the way out yep. or change that card, whichever it is. This is one thing I've argued with people. People, you know, entrance and exit routes, people talk about how important they are and they're very, very important, don't get me wrong. But even if you have really, really good entrance and exit routes, as far as I'm concerned, every time you walk in the woods, you're educating the deer. Correct. They're, they're watching you. Something's and, uh, watching you. Yeah, and they'll argue. People yes. will argue about it. There's no way that you can get here or there or this, that, and the other thing. Well, okay, so maybe I'm not educating the deer because I'm going up the property line with a west wind uh, on my property, but the neighboring property has also the deer I hunt, correct? Correct. And it's blowing the wind right into that property, you know? So... I'm not educating the deer that are physically at that time on my property, but I'm educating the deer that are next to my property, right? Yes. And those deer travel on my property. So if you're never not educating the deer. Never think that. Um, how much are they going to tolerate? Uh, it depends, depends on the deer. Depends where they can go to. Correct. I try not to ever educate where I think my bigger adult deer are that I'm I don't worry as much about fawns and does, I'll be honest. Yeah. But bucks, mature bucks, I do worry. That's my number one priority. Fawns, fawns can care less. Oh yeah, no. They do not care. They'll walk right up to your tree. You know, most does, I mean, they're going to run. Mm -hmm. They're not going to leave your property. They really don't. I, I, in my opinion, they're not going to leave your property. No, I watched something the other day, and a guy is... More knowledgeable than I am, I think. And uh, he said, if you if a deer sees you or smells you or whatever, that deer's gonna run around. It's gonna run a half mile. <clears throat> I'm gonna say here in southern Wisconsin, number one, if a deer ran a half mile from your property here, it, it's gone. Yeah, it's way gone. Yeah. Uh, a half mile on my property, like you said before, your property's surrounded by your property. I've never seen a deer. I think that spooked run out there and physically watched them run maybe 400 yards and stop 300 yards and they're comfortable again so right um yeah i mean percentages are hard uh obviously i think your percentages go up i don't know that we want to blend this into a with our fronts but um it, you know your weather plays a huge huge percentage of your you know where right. you're gonna go. You said time of year. Yeah. Ups your percentages. Big um, time. You know. Um, I guess what are you out there to do? Are you looking to harvest does? Yeah. Early or late, depending upon when you want to do them. Right. Um, you know, are your certain bucks even up on their feet at that time of year? So are, you know, like uh, there's areas on your property, there's areas on my property that we just stay out of. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. Um, because your percentages only have a chance to usually go down. Right. <laughs> you, you, usually, you usually can't make them go up. No. Normal deer movement, if you're, if, if you're going in and out, you're interrupting their life. We don't, they don't interrupt our life. 
leave no, her up there. Correct. That's for sure. So that's that's something you really got to watch for. Percentage wise, for me, every time I educate a deer, I think I lose at least ten percent. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm a big proponent too of to keep your percentage as high as it can be. Make sure everywhere you go is calculated. Mm -hmm. Make sure everything is smart. Don't just go like and you and I are hugely guilty of this. Just going to the woods again, the woods. Oh yeah. And, yeah, because I, I love being in the woods. Maybe not Good. as much as we used to. Yeah, you like going in the woods, car? Yeah, <laughs> just a little yeah, bit. That's all right. Yeah. So, and, and this is a problem. I did it a ton. I know Carl's in a ton. Like, I'm, I just want to get in the woods. I want to get in the woods. And then you end up, you end up wrecking yeah. everything because you're like, you think you got to sit in there. And then you're mad anyway. Yeah. Because you usually probably don't see nothing. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I did this a lot last year. Like, I completely stayed out of the bottom of my property. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, and ah, you, you want to go. Until so it was like, time. Until it was time. I went in, and it was that night. I had a deer on camera the day before. Went in, he was there that night. I got him that night, and I was back. Yep. And it was untouched, and that plot was full of deer. All year long. Pretty much, yeah. Into the winter. Pictures all over. All over. You know, so it's... That's the same with my property. <clears throat> it's like what Mike said. I do not usually go up into my woods until October 20th. Uh, I will not go up into the upper level where I know the bedding areas are until after October 20th. And I'll be honest, I never hunted up there until you and I had both shot deer. Yep. And uh, then I went up when we came back from North Dakota when we were during muzzleloader season and we were bow hunting. I went up there. Seen a nice pulpy young deer, but chose not to shoot him. Yep. And then you seen that giant down in the bottom that night too. Yes. So, you know, percentage-wise, um, you know, the percentage of chance is, is based off of, of what we know the deer do, what we're seeing on our cameras, yep. and our visualization of being able to get in and get back out of there. Use, use the tools to help your percentages go up. Use, you know, use your binos. I see it. I see guys that don't hunt with a set of binos. Mm. You know, or get set set a stand way back that yeah. you know that you're not going to yeah disturb anything and just watch. Just sit there and watch because you're you're doing just as much hunting yeah by not hunting That's as you're when you're hunting. Yeah, right? don't don't be afraid to set observation stands because <clears throat> yeah. you can learn more with an observation stand than you would be surprised how yeah. much you can learn from 150 yards away from a certain maybe food dot edge or tree or. Uh, trail entrance and exit You're right especially if they get consistent definitely using that kind of stuff ups yeah. your percentages per se yeah you know you utilize your cameras yep you know if you have a if you have cell cameras awesome because you can stay away from them which is nice i have them quite a few of them they're nice um like carl's probably they're not going to work there right so we got to get in and out to check them but you got to get in and out to check them when it's time to get in and out, check them. Don't right. just tromp in there like, oh, I'm gonna check 10 cameras today. Right. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, check the camera when you can get to it. Right. Like if, especially if you can hunt there that night. The only time we really <clears throat> check cameras on my property, especially um, after October 20th, is I'll tell Mike, I'll drag, grab him five chips or yep. whatever, grab these cameras on the way out, I'm gonna do these down low. Yep. That way we check 10 to 12 cameras in one hunt. Yep. Now whether or not we shoot anything yeah. that night is whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But now we've got a ton of intel based off of what we're seeing on the cameras and we can decide for sure how we can go. 
So sure. that's kind of the way I look at uh, the percentages and figuring out. Oh, and don't set stands percentage-wise. Don't set stands where you're just kind of willy-nilly setting them because you think, you know, deer travel through there all the time. Set a camera in there first and then yeah. educate yourself before you set a stand. And then when you're standing in that spot, assess what you think the best wind direction is going to be. Using, and most importantly at my place and even here at Mike's, uh, because we have elevation change. So morning thermals, evening thermals, uh, east, west, north, south movement. In other words, wind movement. You know, don't go into a tree stand that you know there's a storm coming and the wind's starting out of the west. And it's going to finish. And finish out of the east. Of the east. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. And here in southern Wisconsin, if there's a weather front moving in, you're going to get an east wind. I'm just throwing it off. Just gonna throw it off. Kick it around. Like Gary, what you think. Gary Canolti over there. Yeah, <laughs> there's that guy. I like it. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, there's a lot to think about, yep. and uh, that's kind of some of the stuff we do to do it. Yep. Um, you guys, I kind of asked in here, I don't know if we answered, actually answered it, but how do I figure out a percentage for a sit? Like I said, if I can get in and out, that's 50%. If I can get in and out, in and, out and I know deer movement starts at like 5.30 p.m. and ends at, let's just say for early hunting, 730, 745 in a, in a food plot the deer gonna be moving past me at such and such time. That's another 15 to 20 percent I guess I would say you know. Right. So that's how I kind of do it. There's no mathematical equation for us to figure out we got a 90 percent sit. Yeah. Weather's involved in that. If we got a good front moving in we're gonna give ourselves another 10 or 20 yeah. percent based off of how big the weather front changes yeah barometric pressure i would say for you know percentage on a sit like you say you could make that you know the high 90 percentage like i i know that i can sit this stand but you know that because of wind direction deer movement right etc um percentage of chance that's yeah that's a guess yeah i mean you know what realistically what do you think your percentage of a chance is of harvesting your your target deer that night 10%? You know, I was going to say maybe. 1 to 5%. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah depending you know, on what you got for maybe the Maybe 10%. You know, yeah. so it's, it's never going to be high. If it's 10, that's high. Yeah. If it's 10, that's, <laughs> I'm in there. Yeah, when I say a 90% sit, that's a 90% chance that I can go get in that tree without educating yep. a deer, see deer come by me, and get back out. 90% chance, that's what I can do. Yeah. If I say 75% chance, well, that's pushing it anyway, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you got to be sure you're... Rather be safe, right? You know, and you know you. I think this is a good way to look at it. If you keep your percentage um, for a sit, mm -hmm. wherever that is high, yeah, and that means exit entry wind. Your percentage of chance, so harvest, yep. goes up. I agree. So keep one high, and the other one will be as high as it can get. That's true. <laughs> you know. That's exactly right. And that's probably exactly how we think about it, just so you guys understand it. When we say 90% or 75%, that's what we're thinking when we do it. It's your chance to get in and out without educating deer more than it is actually your chance of shooting the animal. Hopefully that made sense to you. Yes. I mean, that's the easiest yes, way to I explain think so. it, I think. So, that's what we mean by percentage chance when we talk percentage of chance. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to the obsession. Hopefully that answered your question. I know it's not uh, 
me saying I'm gonna go in there and I got a ninety percent chance of shooting such and such deer. You know, that's that's you never have that. It's a wild animal, it's random, and it just goes and does what it wants to do. Okay, so that's how we look at it. You got anything to add on that? No, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Yep. Keep subscribing. Get your friends to subscribe. We appreciate it. Yeah. You know, love us or hate us, we'll take both. Right. And we're always looking for you guys' yeah. input. Yeah, we always are looking for questions that anybody's got. We can try to answer them to the best of our our knowledge. Yeah. Well, we've been doing it for 30 years. We've yeah. shot quite a few good deer between the two of us. We've got well over probably, a, what is it? You got, I ain't got to count yours. But I know I'm well up into the upper 50, 60 area, yeah, right there, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we've shot over 100 really nice bucks, and between the two of us, we have a little knowledge we want to share with you guys, hopefully make you guys better knowledge, so, thanks for listening to The Obsession, be sure to check out Rush Outdoors on YouTube, it's Rush Outdoors WI, we appreciate all you guys' support, and we'll talk to you guys next Saturday, see ya.